0: Uh, this week, on Friday, uh, you have the opportunity to, uh, to come and see uh, uh, Jane Austen's Emma that uh, Springhouse is doing. It's really good. It's really funny. I'm in it. Uh, and I just want to remind you, this is an evangelistic opportunity. When, uh, people will come to, to see a play with you who won't come to church with you. And we don't necessarily, we don't actually preach the gospel. We try to live it, but we don't preach the gospel to them when they come. Now, that'll be, that'll be your job. All we're doing is opening up a door, opening up an opportunity. This is a tool. This is a tool that you can use, so I, I, encourage, you to, I encourage you to use it. You may go, uh, oh, I don't like that kind of stuff. Well, you just had not seen enough of it, because this is good, uh, Anyway, all right, uh, we're going to talk about blessing this week. We're in e- Ephesians, and I guess about seven or eight years ago, we were, uh, it was the last time we went into e- Ephesians, and we actually started out with this particular uh, section here about blessing. And I think quite a few people, I, I know, I- I know it-, it impacted my life, but I think quite a few people went, you know what? I can, I can do this. This is something, this is something I need to, to, to grab and apprehend and put into my life. And hopefully that will work for you today. Would you stand with me? And let's read a few passages from Ephesians chapter 1. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, For us who believe that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms far above all rule and authority power and dominion and every name that is invoked not only in the present age but also in the one to come and God placed all things under his feet And appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Father, I thank you for your your word. I thank you for the life that's in your word. I thank you for the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, make our hearts like little children. Uh, Make us like little children today so that we can receive what you want to say to us and enter in and and possess your kingdom in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. We, we learn from our parents. Uh, we really, um, that's where we get most of what we know. Uh, that's, that's, that's how that happens. My uh, oldest grandson, Jack Jones, who also happens to be Margaret's grandson. But uh, my, my grandson, Jack Jones, <clears throat> has a daddy who likes to do stuff outside. He, he likes to be out in the woods and do things. And so uh, before Jack learned how to uh, sound, make a sound, a noise like a, a cow, before he learned how to moo, he learned how to make a noise like a chainsaw. Uh, in fact, that was one of the first things that he learned to imitate was a chainsaw. Uh, you go, Jack, what does a chainsaw sound like? And, uh, and I, yeah, there's motions with it. I mean, you know, this guy gets physical. I can't wait to... To, till he really starts worshiping, you know, with us. But you go, what, what does a chainsaw sound like? And it's, <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 what it, that's what it does. So this last year for Christmas, he got a chainsaw and he got a lawnmower and he got a weed eater. And he's ready. He's ready to do it. Now, he's also a little bit perturbed because he understands that when you use a chainsaw on something, it should fall down and his chainsaw won't make anything fall down but I'm thinking that he's going to figure out that you know there might be some things inside that he could make fall down with that chainsaw Uh, when I was sharing this in the early service I I, you know I didn't think he was hearing any of this It, it turns out he was actually in the nursing mother's room with his mother and his brother and he heard every word and so he began to practice on the things in the nursing mother's room. I mean, you know, this, this guy learns things. We learn things from our parents. That's, that's, uh, that's just the way it is. It's the way it happens. And when we're young, when we're, when, we're, when we're little, we consciously try to follow in their footsteps. We consciously, you know, whatever daddy does, whatever mommy does, that's what, we, that's what we're trying to do. And then uh, a lot of people, I know myself, uh, I hit a phase in life where I consciously tried to not do anything that my, my parents were doing, you know, tried to, you you know, go in the other direction. And then you ultimately hit a place in life where you just surrender and give up and go, you know, you look in the mirror one day and you go, Oh my goodness, there's my dad. I had, uh, I had lunch with a, uh, an old high school friend, and I say an old high school friend, we hadn't seen each other in 49 years. And so I had, uh, I had lunch with this, this guy, a couple, I don't know, a month or so ago, and we sit down to lunch, and the first thing, the first words out of his mouth when we sit down to lunch are, I see your father. I wanted to spit in his face. <laughs> I didn't, but I sure, surely was tempted. I went. I, this 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 meeting is over. Uh, this lunch is ended. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, and, and, and you know, and, and actually, I mean, I felt that way. But I mean, I, I, that thought did cross my mind. My dad was a good guy. You know, I'm a, I'm okay. I could do a whole lot worse uh, than than end up like grandpa. Yeah. Pray, Amen. Yeah. Sure could. Um, unfortunately, one of the things that our, our, our culture, that the generations before us, and, and, and even now certainly are deficient in, is blessing. And, be, and being able to pass on blessing. Um, and that's strange. since, since we can, It's not just that in our culture that's not the way that it's done. In the church, that's not the way it's done. We... We can't now, Margaret and I were talking about this on the way to to church today. We were talking about the fact that um, when I grew up, uh, when we grew up, it really was a a Christian culture, pretty much. It wasn't that everybody went to church, it wasn't that everybody owned Christ as their Savior, but everybody knew why Christmas was what we celebrated. Everybody uh, knew a lot of the, the carols, the Christmas carols. They knew a few scripture verses. They knew the Ten Commandments, knew things like that. Uh, but they still didn't know how to bless. And, and they not only didn't know how to bless, they didn't know even how to give approval or, or, or anything like that. I, uh, oftentimes I'll talk to people of my generation and say, you know, my dad uh, never really could tell me if he, if he liked something that I did, he would never go, I like that. He would go, well, Brother Jones told me that he liked that, you know, but don't get the big head about it. And that was, that, was pretty much, that was pretty much how it rolled at that point in time. And, and we're not a whole lot better now than, than they were then. And in fact, uh, in some ways we're worse because oftentimes we'll overcompensate and everything our kids do are just just wonderful. Everybody, I I can't imagine why everybody doesn't want to watch my kid run around and scream. Because they're so beautiful and they're so cute. Yeah. Your kid's ugly. Uh, I mean, you you know, I I mean that, never mind. I don't even have to go there. You can go there for me. This is about blessing, right? So let me get myself back on track. But few know how to genuinely, really bless and pass on a blessing. Now, if you want, sometimes people don't know how to pray. If you want to learn how to pray, there's two good things you can do. One is you can listen to people pray. Find you somebody who prays well or seems to and listen to them. And, you know, get, you know, find, go. Go to Brother Rodney and say, Rodney, can I just stand around and listen to you pray? You know, or, or you know, go to Fred or, or, go to Barbie or go to somebody and and listen to him pray. That's one way to do it. Another way is you could actually like you know read the Bible. There are a lot of good prayers in there. Uh, Psalm one oh three. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. You you are allowed to say that out loud. You don't have to have your your ministerial license to proclaim that in public. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. He forgives my sins. He heals my diseases. He satisfies my desires with good things. See, the world satisfies your desires with things that are going to make you want more of those things to try and satisfy your desires. But the Lord satisfies your desires with good things does. So, I mean, you know, the Bible can teach you, can teach you how, to, how to pray if you want to do that. Or you can maybe even, like, listen to some of the songs. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. O oh my soul. Sing like never before. Well, you're talking. You're allowed to say the word sing when you're talking. Oh, my soul. I mean, I, I'm kind of demonstrative, so when my soul sings, you're probably going to hear it. But you know, some of you, you don't have to get loud for your soul to genuinely sing. So you can, you know, you can do those things. And to learn to bless, you can listen to others bless. You can find somebody. Or you can like read the Bible. Because there's a lot of terrific blessings in this. And Paul offers some powerful blessings here this week. And we're going to look at those in just a minute. But first of all, I want to know what turned him on about the Ephesians. I mean, the thing, what, what, was it, what was it about the Ephesians that he went, Man, i got to pray a blessing over these people. I'm, I'm thankful for these people. And, and there's, there's two things. One of them was the fact that they had faith in Jesus Christ. And all who belong to Christ belong to, to me, belong to us as well. Uh, it's not all who have faith in my pet doctrine. It, it's not, you know, all who dress a certain way or live a certain way or vote a certain way or anything like that. I, I did a baptism this morning in the early service, and uh, it's, a, it's a young lady, and she's uh, somewhat mentally delayed and... Um, uh, I guess about six weeks ago, their family came and asked if, if she could be baptized here because um, there had been a couple of other places they had gone and, and wouldn't baptize her because, you know, she wasn't uh, able to um, mentally take in some of the stuff. And, and I'm not, I, I, I understand that tradition. I understand, but that's not ours, you know. And I said, sure, yeah, we'd love to baptize her. And so when, we, when I baptized her, I asked her three questions. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Yes. Do you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins? Yes. Do you believe that God raised him from the dead? Yes. Let's baptize you. Because that's it, that's the essence. That's the essence of the of the of the faith. I, I'm not, you know, I'm, Doctrine and, and stuff like that. That's, I'm not saying that's not important. I'm not saying uh, that it's not good to have that because, you know, there is. But I'm just saying that's the essence. God will sort the rest of it out. You know, when we get to heaven, I don't think the worship service is going to look like ours. I don't think it's going to look like, that's a pretty strong no brother. But I don't think the worship service is going to look like ours. I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to look liturgical. I don't think it's going, I don't know what it's going to look like. I just know it's going to blow our little minds. It's going to be like something we've never experienced before. So why get so bent out of shape about whether or not they're doing it right? Well, they don't baptize the right way. Well, they don't, they, they, they don't tithe, or they do tithe, or they, uh, they play the wrong kind of music. Ah! I am so thankful for your faith in Jesus Christ. That's what Paul has to say here. And then the second thing that turned him on about the Ephesians was their love for all the saints. He knew about their faith in Jesus Christ because of their love for all the saints. Because that's the way you know. Anybody can say words. Anybody can say words. Here's some words for you. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. And here here are some more words for you. By this, everyone will know you are my disciples. If you love one another. If you love one another. Uh, I I don't want things to get crazy here for a second, but just, just turn to find two people and just say, I love you. Okay, now once again, once again, I, I only gave you three words to say t- twice. That's six words, okay? You've used your quota. Uh, once again, anybody can say words, but those words help. They really do. You know, Margaret and I have been married uh, 39 years. We're going on 40. And uh, yeah, well, we got some of them got us beat, but of that. Uh, but I think we're ahead of the curve. <laughs> we'll say that. And, uh, and I love Margaret, and she loves me. But there are some days, <laughs> I don't even have to, I don't have to complete that sentence, do I? <laughs> you, you've already completed it for me in, in, your, in your head. Uh, but there has never been a day in those 39 and a half years that we haven't told each other multiple times, I love you, and it helps. It helps. It works. We don't. We don't. We don't say it enough, which is part of the reason why it's not manifested as much as it should be manifested. Anyway, so Paul's turned on by these people because they have faith in Jesus and because they they show that love. The they show it. And so here's his blessing for them. Paul's blessing for the Ephesians. He's, he prays that they would have the spirit of wisdom to know God better. Wisdom determines how you do something. That's, that's what wisdom is. And, and, you know, we're all wired differently. Uh, there's more than one way to, uh, to connect with God, to come to know him. Uh, f- for some people, uh, the kind of worship... That we do is certainly a way to do that. Uh, for some, you know, physical expression and 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 singing and uh, and all that stuff really draws them close to God. And I'm one of those people. I, I mean, I just am. Uh, for some service when they're when they're serving when they're uh, helping somebody, that's that's when they're drawing close to God and and getting to know Him better. For some, it's it's study. Uh, the the kind of people who you know love to sit down and. And just dig into, into a topic. That's, that's how they, they approach God. Uh, so it, it's not about give me wisdom to know the way to do it. There are a number of ways to do it. You, but the, the, wisdom, the wisdom to want uh, to wanna do it. See, when we come to God and ask for wisdom, it says over in in James that if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God. And he gives generously without finding fault. And so we do that. We take that verse and we come to him asking for wisdom, but we're normally asking for wisdom for something. You know, I I need wisdom to make the right choice here. Well, that's good. Yeah, good to ask for that. You know, I need wisdom to get out of this situation. You know, well, if you need to get out of that situation, then that's a a good thing too. Uh, I I need wisdom to know how to to do something, to know how to get something. You should ask God for all of those things. Now we'll say this, for those of you who are like in school or something, and you got tests to take, that when you sit down and you go, God, uh, I need wisdom on this test. It's too late. You're not really asking for wisdom at that point. You're asking for knowledge. Lord, I need a word of knowledge because I have no idea what the answer to these questions are. You know, if you want to pray for for wisdom in that situation, you need to start a few days earlier and, God, I need wisdom on this test I'm getting ready to take. And he'll say, turn off the TV. And you'll say, no, I need wisdom. Okay. Anyway, uh, but Paul isn't saying, I pray that you'll have wisdom to be able to make good choices. I pray that you'll have wisdom to get out of the situation or to learn how to do something. I mean, those things are legitimate, they're valid, but he's, he's, got, it, he's got it trumped. He says, I pray you'll have wisdom to know God better. Pray that you'll have wisdom to be able to know him and know, know his ways. Now, that's a blessing to put on somebody. Uh, I mean, it really is. When you when you begin to walk in God's wisdom, you begin to know Him better. When you begin to walk in His ways, and you and you come into situations where other people see adversity, you see provision. When uh, Elisha, not to be confused with Elijah, his mentor, when Elisha uh, was in the town of Dothan, not Alabama, but Dothan, Israel. Uh, his servant got up one morning, looked out, saw the the town surrounded by enemy armies. Looked like adversity. And Elisha, as his his servant is freaking out, says, Lord, will you give him the wisdom to know you better? Give Give him the wisdom to open his eyes and see what you see. See what I see. Because around those armies that were surrounding the town was a, was a real army, <laughs> an army of God. But it was invisible, you see. But, but he had come to, he'd come to see things the way God saw them because he, he knows them better. Where, where people see waste, God often sees worship. And, and this took me, a, this took me a, a while to figure out because... Um, I kind of, I grew up in a, in a mindset and I kind of grew up in a, in a culture where, well, actually when I came back to the Lord, the church that was the most formative for me was the Lord's Chapel, which we kind of referred to as the glory barn. And you know, it was, it was a little bit better outfitted than a barn, but not a whole lot. And part of the deal was, you know, we're not going to spend our money on, on that. You know, we're going to spend our money on, on getting the gospel out and, and helping people and things like that. Great. That is great. But I've also come to realize that it's not wrong to spend a lot of money to make something beautiful to the glory of God. It's not wrong. You know. We uh, go into, and and, you know, it's easy to walk into some of the great cathedrals in Europe and things like that and go, wow, this place is empty, this place is dead. But what you don't realize is that this place is hundreds of years old and generations poured their lives into worshiping God to raise these walls and create these the the these uh, windows and, and things that are in there it's it's a glorious thing when Jesus during uh, um, Passion Week was on his way to Jerusalem and Mary anointed his his feet with the oil you know even the disciples which you know means even even believers can can sometimes not know God well enough even the disciples go why this waste Jesus goes this isn't a waste. This is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And so as we begin to walk in God's wisdom, we begin to see things the way he sees them, and we come to know him better. What a, what a blessing to ask for somebody. May they have the wisdom to know him better and also the revelation to know him better because flesh can never comprehend God. It's got to be the work of the Spirit. He's invisible unto the king in eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God? How can, the, how can the flesh comprehend something invisible? It can't. The only way it can happen is by revelation. The Holy, the Holy Spirit has to come in and bring that. Uh, 1 Corinthians one nineteen says this, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. And like I say, I, I grew up in a church that was pretty emotionally charged, and that was really the way that we approached things. And this was one of our foundational verses, because anybody who had letters after their name was suspicious. <laughs> God's going to frustrate you. You know, you, 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 you're, trying to, you're trying to think too much. But the truth of the matter is, this isn't about people who have letters after their name. This is about fleshly wisdom. Because there are people who don't have letters after their name who think they're pretty darn smart. And some of them are. Did I just say, darn, you know, that's okay. You can say that in church. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, And how do you know that, Pastor? Well, because I just said so. It was, it was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but it's, uh, the flesh can't comprehend these things. You, we need the, it's, it's to pray a blessing over someone for revelation, for revelation to, to be given to them. You see, uh, uh, the cross was not something that our wisdom would ever have come up with. You know, how can we save mankind? Well, let's go let them kill us and die. A terrible death. That's how we'll do it. Who's, who's going to think of that? You know, God's, God's wisdom is so far beyond ours. Uh, the Red Sea, you know, here's the plan. We're going to bring you out of Egypt, and then we're going to put you in an indefensible situation and send the army of Egypt after you. Oh, hallelujah. That sounds great, God. No, it doesn't. That that totally that totally goes against our worldly wisdom. The incarnation, the way that came about, the church—we're still trying to figure that one out. The uh, Jesus, the whole of Jesus' life seemed planned to be destined to fail in the world's eyes. You know, well, he'll be born into obscurity, um, oppression. Uh, none, of the, um, none of the institutions of the world that grant validity will acknowledge Him, either religious or political or any, any, any type, military. None, none of them will acknowledge Him or anything like that. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says this, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. I've quoted that several times here lately, but look at the end of it. But God has revealed it to us by his spirit. And so Paul prayed that they would have the spirit of wisdom and revelation to know God better. That's a blessing. And then he goes on to pray that the eyes of their heart may be enlightened, to know the hope to which he has called you. This, this hope is an, is an anchor for our souls. We have this all, in fact, that's what Hebrews says, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. Uh, over the last 30 or 40 years or so, uh, maybe 50, I don't know now, in, um, in, in the evangelical movement, um, you know faith has been emphasized so much and, and hope kind of denigrated and that's non, that 's nonsense it 's not like hope is second class faith. Hope is the foundation that faith is built on no hope, no faith, quite frankly, and which is more important the foundation or the steeple yeah, yeah if 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 the hope if the, the foundation 's not there, the steeple's not going to stand when you get right down to it for the joy that was set before him. Jesus endured the cross and despised the shame. He did not, on the cross, it wasn't like, oh, you know, I see it all. I've got the the church here. You know, we we hear sometimes, oh, he saw you. No, he had a hope. And he knew that the hope that God puts inside of us cannot fail. There are going to be things that we legitimately believe for, legitimately have faith for, and we do have that faith that we're never going to see come to pass. Is that heresy? Shouldn't be. Because it's, it's, it's a pattern all the way through the Bible. I mean, there are things that you do see come to pass, but there are things, I mean, if you read the Faith Hall of Fame, one of the things that every one of those have in common is they didn't see it happen. They didn't see it happen, but they still walked by faith Because they had that hope. It's an anchor for their souls. And Paul's saying, I I pray that that your eyes may be enlightened, that you'll, you'll know this hope to which you have called. And you'll also know the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. That's a strange phrasing, in his holy people. But I think that in one sense it means this. Look around the room. I mean, I, I know I'm good looking, but look at somebody else. You know, for, for a little while, you might even find somebody better looking uh, in the room. <laughs> you people. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure that worship in heaven's not going to be like our church. No. Sure, there are other better looking people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, y'all are fun. Uh, let me just say that. This side is, y'all haven't said anything <laughs> much. <laughs> or not out loud, anyway. Yeah, okay. Uh, look, uh, okay, do, uh, wait a minute. We got sidetracked. Look at the people in the room. This is your inheritance. This is a part of your inheritance. This is part, of, that, that person sitting next to you, the person on the road behind you, the person, the, that's part of the, the, the riches of the inheritance that God has given to you. Don't understand that. You know, and, and sometimes sometimes they don't make you happy. Sometimes they, sometimes they make you aggravated. Sometimes they test your, Whatever, and, and, and there are times, you know, there may be a time when something happens in your life, and either because people don't know about it or because they just absolutely can't be there, you know, the enemy tells you, well, boy, that's what they think about you. Anybody ever had that one? Anybody ever heard that one from, from the devil? Because that's where that comes from. The father of lies. When he lies, he speaks his native language. Yeah. No, this, this, this is part of your inheritance. These people that you're, that you're sitting by, may your eyes be opened to see that. That's a blessing. I mean, to, to be able to understand that that's, that that's the way that it works. You know, golden streets, gates of pearl. I, I hope they're just metaphors for something better. I really do. and I, And I suspect that they... Really are. And his incomparably great power toward you who believe. He didn't just raise Jesus from the dead. He exalted him to the highest place and set him at the place of honor. I mean, this is incomparably great power, and it's, and it's at your disposal. What was the song that we were singing about? Uh, I'm no longer a slave to fear. To fear. You know, if you've got incomparably great power at your disposal, incomparably great power that is surrounding you and working for you and working on your behalf, then you ain't going to be afraid of anything. Get right down to it. There's nothing, nothing that the world can do to you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That's, that's part of your inheritance may your eyes be open to see that to see that great power i am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of god to the salvation of everyone who believes yeah. may your eyes be open to see that now here's but we're talking about we're talking about blessing and all this all this does little good unless you use it now here's the thing i want that i want this blessing that he prayed about. I, I personally want that. That's totally legit to go after it. I, I want, I want um, the spirit of wisdom and revelation to know God better. I want my eyes to be open, to, to, to be able to recognize the, the glorious inheritance that he's, that he's given to me, that his, his incomparably great power is, is at work in, in my life. I, I, I want to know the hope to which he's called me. I, I want those things. And I hope you do too. Uh, but I can also give those things. I can put a blessing on those. Now, if you've if you got children at home, if you've got kids at home, and when I say children, uh, if they're at home, they're children, okay? Let's just put it that way. Uh, pray blessings over them. Pray blessings. It's not just words it's not just words pray, pray blessings over them when when our kids were were small or younger when they were going to school uh you know every day before school before they before they left they got a blessing prayed over them and it, it you know it doesn't take a half an hour take a minute 90 seconds you know something like that they got <coughs> Protection was prayed over them, favor was prayed over them uh, these these kinds of wisdom was prayed over them. these kinds of blessings uh, you need to do that and, and you may go well i uh, uh, you know I did that and 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 nothing nothing happened. Well, how do you know nothing happened? you know how, how do you know that? Do you believe or not? you know pray, pray that and you know, if, if the kids are gone and you, and you don't uh, pray blessings over each other. You know, and if you ain't got at each other, uh, you got people you work with. And some of them you don't like. Well, you know what? If, if, you, if you don't like them and you're complaining about them, then they got you. But when you decide you're going to start blessing them, that flips. Because without a doubt, the scripture says the lesser is blessed by the greater. That's the way that it works. And I know that most, most of the time all we know about blessing is God bless you after someone sneezes. But now you know some other things. God, I pray that you would give that person, give these persons, the wisdom to know you better. Give these the spirit of revelation to be able to know you better. Oh, open the eyes of these people to be able to, to see the riches of your inheritance in the saints. Open the eyes of, of these people, Lord God, to know your incomparably great power. You know, they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And when, when it comes to dogs, that's true. My dog is proof of that. But when it comes to people, even Ray Tabor learned something today. And <laughs> say amen, Ray. All right, there you go. And he raised his hands too. That's great. Uh, (laughs) Ray knows that I mess with him because I love him and he thinks he's a champion. Uh, (laughs) And I love you guys. Start doing it. Start doing it. Would Would you stand with me? You'll change your workplace, you'll change your home, you'll change your church if you start putting the blessings of God on the people around you. They need it. They need it. Those who are going to pray with people, come forward at this time. And if you're here today and you need prayer, the way has been made. To the table of grace we don't have to have a table here the throne of grace it's available so uh you have not because you ask not ask ask seek and you'll find ask and you'll receive knock and the door will be open if you don't need to come worship with us for a few moments and uh, Create an atmosphere for for God to move.